Today, my beautiful wife and I get to teach together, and we're very excited about the tag teaming. McClellan times two. Yes, Wonder Twin Powers activate. That's old, old. That's old, old right there. But there is a GIF. You can go ahead and look it up on your phone. There's a GIF. Wonder Twin Powers activate, but they weren't black. Uh, But... (laughs) And we're not twins, uh, but nope. you get the idea. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians yes. chapter 4. Turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to begin reading in verse number 8. If you didn't bring your Bibles with you, uh, we're going to put the words on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 8 says, We are hard-pressed yep. on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Let's just pause there for a second. Is anybody dealing with any drama in their lives? Does anybody have any difficulties? Is anybody feeling crushed, perplexed at all? Are any of us, do we have family drama? Any of us? Don't raise your hand. Come on, you won't be sitting next to them. Work, drama, financial problems that are hitting us. How many of us are dealing? I know Onique and I in our family are walking through things and dealing with things. We're not immune to the problems and the pains of this world, just like you're not immune to it. So here he's writing, we're hard pressed on every side. That's true, but we're not crushed. We, We might be perplexed. But we're not in despair. We might be persecuted, but we're not abandoned. You might feel abandoned, but you're not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. The title of today's message for those of you taking notes is this, the sky isn't falling. The sky isn't falling. In today's day and age, we're just talking about it. It can feel like things are crazy, right? And if you don't think things are crazy, you're probably the crazy one. it's bonkers out there, it it feels like. And and there's so much drama and difficulty and pain that's in our world and meaning just not just in the world, but but in our lives, in our families, things that all of us are battling and dealing, whether you haven't been able to find a job or you're not making the amount of money you need to make or there's something going on in a family member's health or there's something going on with some war in another part of the world or maybe there's a war going on in your own own soul maybe you're dealing with so much shame and guilt and and confusion there's so many things that are trying to come against all of us and the world is trying to tell us that the sky is falling that everything is bad that there's no hope that things are about to fall apart. Matter of fact, they've already fallen apart. But we just wanted to announce to you today that the sky isn't falling. And the reason it isn't falling is because the one who made the sky, his name is Jesus. He still holds the sky. And since he holds it, that means he's also holding you. 
that even though this world was trying to tell you that you better throw in the towel and you better quit and you better get cynical and you might as well be bitter and you might as well be divisive and you might as well just stop and you might why even try because you're going to get halfway up the hill and be torn back down again we're just trying to let you know you might be hard pressed on every side but you're not going to be crushed because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world that there is a faith and a hope and a life and a strength that is found in those of us who are followers of Jesus and this world is trying to lie to us to tell us to stop but we're not of those who quit and are destroyed we're of those who believe and keep on being saved hard pressed on every side not crushed perplexed not in despair persecuted not abandoned struck down but not destroyed this guy though who's writing it you would think that maybe he has no problems he has no pains he's he's been through nothing but my friends this gentleman who's writing this his name is Paul he's not like from the kindergarten school of life he has an advanced degree in affliction and later on in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he writes a bunch of things my wife has here. Yes, as we were studying this together, we were learning all the things that he was going through while sharing this promise with us. You know how sometimes someone's been married for two months and they decide to publish a book on how to have a lasting marriage? <laughs> and you're happy for them, but part of you thinks, it's just been two months. How you going to know? You ain't been through nothing yet. Exactly, exactly. And so this is someone who has been through some stuff. And so as we listen to this, as we listen to his perspective, it's not that he's in a five-star hotel posted up with room service, his favorite blanket, his favorite hot tea with honey, <laughs> just chilling, talking about the goodness of the Lord. This is what he has been through as he is writing this scripture. And if you want to write down this passage of scripture, because we didn't put the words on the screen, yeah. you can write down 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23 and following. Here's a list of things the Apostle Paul has been through. Exactly. So he had been beaten. He had been put in prison. He had been stoned. He had been shipwrecked. By stone, we're not talking what some of y'all no. might think by stoned either. No, beat up with rocks, basically. <laughs> it's like throwing rocks yeah, at Yeah, throwing okay. rocks. He had been stuck at sea. He had, people had stolen from him. People that were his friends had turned on him. He was misunderstood. He was tired. Mm. He wasn't sleeping. He was hungry. He was thirsty, sometimes losing his clothing. He had been through some life. Mm. Yet still, even with his pain, even with his affliction, even with the darkness all around him, there was a hope that was on the inside of him yeah, that he yeah. did not let it rock his core. Yeah. Did he feel the pain? Yes. But did he know what was on the inside of him? Yes. yes and yeah. that's how he made it through. Yeah. That's how he was able to even speak to us today yes, because yes. he knew that greater is he that's within me yes, than he that's yes. within this come world. Come on, come on. We can learn from him. Yes. You ever been on an airplane and uh, it's, it's bumpy? Uh, Onika does not like turbulence, okay, at I hate all. turbulence. She hates it. Um, I know it's going to be fine, but I still just, I hate turbulence. I like it 
because he falls asleep during turbulence. <laughs> he's one of those people. It just feels like, oh yeah. And he's out. Thank you. And I'm just... speed texting my friends in all caps. <laughs> pray, pray, pray. And then I just write bumps in all caps. <laughs> That's me during. But turbulence. also, also, she'll put her head on my shoulder, I so will. I always appreciate bumps, and she grabs me really, really tight. Uh, and then she'll also throw her head in between her knees uh, sometimes. I'm a dramatic flyer. <laughs> But, but, you know, I know we know yeah. it's going to be okay. Yes. It becomes a problem, though, when the flight attendants and the captain sound concerned. When you hear the shaky voice of the captain on the overcom or intercom, <sighs> uh, and the uh, flight attendants are spiraling in front of you, yeah. that's when you know. You can look in their eyes. Their eyes are the window <laughs> to their soul. And when their <laughs> eyes are bright and peaceful, you're like, oh. This is just some little air bumps in the clouds. But when they look frantic, you know something's going down for real. When they start running up and down the aisles over and over again. They you're... speed walk with the bar cart all the way <laughs> to the front. That's when you know something is not right. That's when I take out Psalm 91. <laughs> and I start praying over that flight. So if the flight attendants and the captain are concerned, then they're concern spills on to everybody else who's on the airplane. I, I want to propose to you that God has given the church the responsibility to be the flight attendants and the captains, if you will, of our generation. And if there are bumps, like there are bumps right now, and if things are difficult, like things are difficult right now, and if there is confusion, like there is confusion right now, and if there is loss and pain and war and racism and sexism and school shootings and all the craziness that is going on in our world, since that is happening, I would like to ask the church to go ahead and be who God has called us to be. May the world be able to look into our eyes and see faith and see hope and see that we believe that God has this no matter what. Why would, should the world be looking at the church and we're running around frantic? I thought we knew who held everything in the palm of his hand. I thought we knew who was in control. I thought we knew who was the ancient of days. I thought we knew who was the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And if we know who he is, then go ahead and rest in the fact that God is still holding the sky. He's holding your life. He's holding your family. He's even holding this generation in the very palm of his hands. Yep. Yep. We're not ignoring the bumps. We're not ignoring that things are crazy. We're not ignoring that things are hard right now. And they are. I mean, if you're a teenager today, it's just a different day. Okay, it's just a different day. And I know I can sound maybe a little bit old saying that, but, but no, us old heads, we did not grow up with everyone knowing where you were at all times, what you were wearing, where you lived, what your family was doing, and everyone being able to speak about your life all the time. We didn't grow up with that. Matter of fact, you can fake it. You could be one thing with your friends and another thing somewhere else, but nowadays, man, people can follow you and take pictures of you and without you even knowing it. Yeah. Recording what you say, and then 20 years later... <laughs> yeah, you can't get a job because yep. of that red cup. You and I are living in a day 
of pressure. If you're a teacher, and we prayed for our teachers uh, last week at our Sunday night worship night, love you uh, so much, every single educator. I, I, I can't imagine what it would be like as a teacher if you're hearing about school shooting after school shooting after school shooting, and now you're supposed to go and you work at a school? Now you think, well, the numbers and the statistics. Don't give me statistics when everybody's talking about school shootings. I don't want to know statistics. I want to know, am I safe? Yep. Yeah. But here, our teachers are still stepping up with courage and with confidence and with conviction, saying they're going to help us with our kids and educate our kids and not be paid a ton of money to do it. Yeah. Here... Here we are, teachers and educators and doctors and lawyers and politicians yeah. and pastors and students. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of bumps in our world. We might be hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We might be struck down. We are not destroyed. That means it's not over yet. So I can still keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if I can't walk right now, I can at least worship. And if I can't worship out loud, I can at least think the things of God. And if I can't think the things of God, then somebody else lift my hands for me. Because the grace of God is still alive, still active, and still working no matter what I am facing. I was going to say that's why community is so important because no matter what you're walking through, when you say I'm going to be a part of community, you can find someone who is walking through what you've walked through or something similar. Yeah. So if you're a new mom and you're struggling with sleepless nights, wondering when am I going to sleep again, mm. you and your husband are delirious, there's another <laughs> couple who's gone before you, who their child is now sleeping through the night, yeah. and they have wisdom, they have resources, they have strength to lend you. Benadryl. Give them Benadryl. No, uh, no, no, no. We did not do that. No, we did not do if that. If you're married. But if it gets hard. He's kidding. That's a joke, y'all. That's a joke. A joke. Yes. But if your marriage is, feels like a dumpster fire right now and you see no way of hope, yeah. there are other couples in this church, yeah. in connect groups who have been through hell and back, have the T-shirt, have the passport stamps, have the stories. Have the tattoo here on their lower back to prove it. So you don't have to walk dumpster through this fire. alone. If you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a new company or a business... We have so many entrepreneurs in this church yeah. who can grab you by the hand and say, these are all the things I learned. Yeah. These are the things I did right. These are the things that I did that were stupid. Let me help you. Yeah. If you're an empty nester and you're feeling weighty right now because your kids are about to leave the house, there's other people who have walked through that. So if you're a single mom and you feel like, how can I do this by myself? Yeah. We have so many single moms yeah. who can grab you by the hand, who can say, join my connect group. Yeah. You've got this girl, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm praying for you. I'm fighting this battle for you. Yeah. We have high schoolers who have dealt with being bullied, who have dealt with depression, who can grab your high schooler by the hand and say, you will get through this. Come, Come with me to youth. Yeah. God has a plan and purpose for your life. It yeah. is in community that you can be reminded that God is not done with you. Yeah. Your life is not in Come vain. He is with you. So he is good. fighting battles for you. But sometimes you got to be reminded yeah. by someone who's been through it. Yeah. And a lot of times when someone has been through it, you can't tell. Yeah. 
So then you don't open up because you're like, everybody's perfect. Nobody can relate to me. Nobody can feel what I'm feeling. But I promise you, if you ask someone who's lived through anything, they have a story to tell that will bless your life. That is so, so good. Let's keep on reading here. That is so powerful. We'll make it go right along with what you're saying. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. He's quoting the book of Psalm. I believe, therefore I have spoken, since we have that same spirit of faith. We also believe and therefore speak. He's trying to connect us with our identity. He's saying, okay, okay, if I go all the way back to the psalmist, the psalmist wrote, I believe, therefore I have spoken. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of believing. I'm not speaking out of the sky is falling. I'm speaking that out of believing. So since we have, all of us, that same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. I, I want to talk about identity for just a second. Because if you don't know who you are, you might try to act like somebody you're not. So, so let us remind you who you are. That when you gave your heart and your life to Jesus, when you, when you surrendered your soul to him, when you said, Jesus, I don't want to go my own way. I want to go your way. I'm a sinner in need of saving. I need your grace and your power. I don't want to go my own way. I want to go your way. And Jesus, with his arms stretched out wide, said, son, daughter, I love you exactly how you are. And I'm going to forgive you of all of your sins. And then I'm going to change into who I called you to be. And he brought you closer to him. In that moment, there's a spiritual DNA change that happens you go from being lost to being found you go from being dead to being alive you go from being who you used to be to who God has called you to be and now it is sealed forever and you have the DNA the blood of heaven flowing through your veins you are a brand new blood bought son and daughter of almighty God you're no longer who you used to be you now have been made brand new now this world will try to tell you are who you used to be but what we understand is that something happened on the inside we understand that there was an exchange of our unrighteousness for Jesus's righteousness. We understand that our sins have been forgiven because of his sacrifice. We understand that. So now, since you and I have that same spirit of faith, we are able to stand and speak to mountains, tell them to be thrown into the sea, and trust that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask, think, or even imagine. 
And if it doesn't work on the first time, we are the type of people that keep on praying and believing anyway. If it doesn't happen until when we die, then the next generation picks up the baton and they keep on believing God. I'm just trying to let you know that we were never a cookie cutter, mamsy pamsy, weak need, scared, fearful followers of Jesus. In our DNA are the types of people that would have lions rushing at them and would still stand and say, Jesus, I trust you. I'm being boiled to death right now, but I'll not renounce my faith. This is the blood, the spiritual DNA that flows through your veins. So you and I, we surely can stand if our car breaks down, if somebody else was standing and they were being stoned. Surely you and I can keep trusting God when we're not sure how to pay our bills, when we know people were destitute and lost and were disenfranchised, but they kept putting one foot in front of the other. I just want you to know this is who we are as followers of Jesus. The same spirit of faith the men and women of old had is the same spirit of faith you have. It's the same one. It's the same one. Our world is trying to make us soft. I ask myself the question sometimes, would I, would I follow Jesus if I was born in another generation? If I was born in a generation where you weren't allowed to express freely your love and your passion for Jesus Christ, would I still follow him? Would I follow him if, if it was so incredibly hard that I lost everything. And the reality is there are places around the world right now yep. that if you raise your hand yep. and say, I'm a follower of Jesus, you are cut off from your family. Yep. You are cut off from the community. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are cut off from resources. Yep. And you are ostracized. And still these men and women today are saying, I choose to follow Jesus even though there's nothing convenient about it. I just ask myself, do I have that type of faith? The truth is, that's what's in me. And the truth is, that's what's in you. Hard pressed on every side, not crushed. Perplexed, not in despair. Persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down, not destroyed. I keep on trusting, I keep on believing, no matter what. This is so good. My wife uh, was, uh, she went on a trip. Remember that you went down to Austin? Yes, yes, yes. She went down to Austin and then was on her way back from Austin. Those of you who are online, Austin and Dallas are about uh, three hours apart or so, depending on how fast you drive, two hours, 45 minutes, or four hours apart. And she went down to Austin. Yeah was on her way, way back, and in Texas, storms can come out of nowhere. I mean, they, they can come out of, out of nowhere. And, uh, and they can be crazy storms, and these tornadoes can be wild. So, Onika, I think you were stopping at a Starbucks, yeah, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She yes. was stopping at a Starbucks. Yes, you can we, were, it. we were coming from a women's conference in Austin, coming back home to Dallas. And those clouds, you know when the sky just gets kind of dark and you think, huh? Something's cooking up there. So we decided before it got crazy, let's pull over, let's get some coffee, let's go to the bathroom because we don't know what's ahead. 
Well, as soon as we get into Starbucks, we get in line, we place our order. All of a sudden, this new um, customer service rep clerk, barista, starts freaking out. You could tell she had just learned her employee manual on how to handle a crisis. And all of a sudden, she just has no chill. And she said, the storm's headed this way. We have to evacuate, but we can't evacuate. So we all need to go into the bathroom together right now. So literally, there was probably 25, 30 people in this Starbucks. She leads us all into a very tiny bathroom. <laughs> Sirens are going off like crazy. She's crying. I'm not kidding. She thinks we're all about to die. She starts reading us out loud text messages from her family members who are warning her about the tornado that is headed to Starbucks. Everyone, I mean, we're just all right next to each other. There's no AC. There's no power. We're just all stuck right next to each other. She locks the door and says, as a part of protocol, no one can leave. So we are trapped in this bathroom. This woman is losing her mind. So, so it's Onika. And the sirens are loud. <laughs> it's Onika, it's uh, Casey, and it's Hannah. Uh, and Casey and Hannah are two uh, campus pastors here at, at the church as well. And, and they're, they're in the bathroom, and Hannah is... It's tight. It's small. It's a small space. Yeah, and Hannah's, she's just chilling. Mm -hmm. She might as well have been smoking a cigarette. She, she didn't have a cigarette, okay? And I don't think any... Does anybody want us to have smoke? I don't know. I don't so. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, she, she's just... She's like, we should be on the road. Yeah. She said, I've seen way worse. We can just get in the car. I was like, she was a missionary in Guatemala so for a long time. So she's just kind of... Yeah. She's like, this is nothing. Let's just... I was like, we can't leave. The door's locked. The lady's barricading us in here. <laughs> she's like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. Let's just try to sneak out. So, so it, as you can imagine, it's tense. It's, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, the sirens are going off. Random people packed in a stall. Like, it's not... <laughs> it was tight. So Onika has the idea... Let's sing Amazing Grace. And Onika, being the woman of faith she is, decides to lead the song, okay? Do it, honey. Go, go ahead, do it. Show them what you did in the bathroom. I am Show not a singer. Yes, you are, honey. But I do have a gift of comedic singing. No, no. <laughs> and so I just decided everyone's, it's just very, there was no faith in the room. <laughs> Hannah was checked out. <laughs> and there was no faith. She was faith. chill. She, she was, was just chill. Yep. She was chill. Everyone else was freaking out. She's re the lady, the barista's reading us these text messages from family members saying we're about to die. I'm like, we gotta change the atmosphere. So Nika says, I, I'm, I'm gonna lead everyone. I didn't announce it. I just started, I just went, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch Sing it. Oh, I'm found, was blind, but now I see. I did. I did. I lifted my praise. My broke down praise, I lifted it in that moment. So, 
So she's singing in the bathroom stall with these strangers, with they the sirens. They start singing going. with me. They start singing the with her. The atmosphere changes from frantic to you feel peace came. Even with my busted up voice, peace came. <laughs> you can use anything. So, so we just, we just want to just pull out a couple of things real quick. One, you know, Hannah, Casey, Onika, their calmness. Their ability to say, hey, hey, God's got me. Like, if it's not my time to go, it's not my time to go. Like, if my life's not over, then my life's not over. And no storm and no cancer and no problem and no pain can take me out. If it's not time for me to go, it's not time for me to go. So here they are in that bathroom stall. And, and, and they've got that, that faith that is just permeating. Now, now we want to also say it matters who you are around it was Onika and Casey and Hannah and their ability to connect with each other in that moment where they're able to feed off of each other's faith in God instead of each other's doubts. Then their faith in God, their trust in God was also able to change the atmosphere of the room. Like people who did not have faith all of a sudden felt faith rising up on the inside of them because you are able to actually borrow, if you will, from somebody else's faith. If you are struggling and you are in the right environment, you are able to go, I don't believe, but I see how much you believe, so I'm able to believe because I see how much you believe. This is why it's so important. Can we give another plug for connect groups right here? Can we give another plug for us to be in community? Can we give another plug for us to stay planted in church? How many people have we seen over the years that get in their own head? And some of us in additional seating in the room, maybe even online right now, you, you, you're, you're giving church another chance. But for years, you took so many steps back because somebody hurt you or uh, somebody offended you or, or you saw some dark side of the church and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to throw it all away. When we meet these people, rarely are they walking with a spirit of faith. Rarely are they walking with passion and hope for the future. Usually, it's cynicism. Usually, it's bitterness. Usually, it's anger. Dare we even say hate? Usually, it's their frustration that's spilling over. And since they're not happy, they want you to be unhappy too. But there's something about being in the right environment. There's something about if you battle depression, being around people that walk in faith. There's something about if you battle anxiety, being around other people that walk in peace. There's something about if you don't think things can work out, being around people that believe God for audacious, crazy things and know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or even imagine. There is something about that because we are the body of Christ. And this blood flows through the entire body. So let us, let's keep on going here. Go, go with us to verse number 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. And let me just um, say something as you continue to read this. If you're walking through anything... 
any frustration, any weightiness, any decisions that you have to make coming up, any family members that are going through any type of struggle online, in the lobby, in the room, let these words ignite something on the inside of you. Let them wash over you and receive this moment right here. So, so good. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Thinking about giving up? Yep. We do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Man, another shooting, uh, the gas prices, I, I don't have a job, therefore we do not lose heart. I'm not saying it's easy. There's reason to lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. If you have lost heart, borrow our faith today. Borrow the faith that's in this room. Borrow the faith from Jesus himself. Therefore, we do not lose heart. I want to throw in the towel. Therefore, we do not lose heart. I want to give up on my marriage. Therefore, we do not lose lose heart though outwardly come on he, he, he's he's saying there's still a problem i'm looking at the numbers things are not adding up though outwardly we are wasting away like it's bad right now it's bad right now i'm not saying it's not bad i'm not saying it's not difficult outwardly yeah we're wasting away Yet inwardly, there's something else going on on the inside. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. The Greek word for renewed here means going from one stage to a higher stage. You are in, on the inside, on the outside, you may have lost your job, but inside you're being renewed. You're going from one stage to a higher stage, and God will even use pain to get you there. God will even use affliction to get us there. God, what, matter of fact, I'll tell you this, that God many times loves us so much, he trusts us with trouble. He'll trust you with it. If you read through the book of Job, which is the very first book of the Bible, uh, the first, uh, not first book, is the first book that was written in the Bible. The book of Job, you will see that God mentions Job. <laughs> Have you considered Job? God brought up Job to the devil. <laughs> if you're Job, you're like, Lord, no thank you. Go ahead and keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> I know you made me, Lord. I'm trying to be respectful, but you don't, I, don't, I don't need any more problems. But God knew that if pain came Job's way, that Job would still trust God even in the midst of pain. Yep. Let me read this. It says affliction is not something to be endured in order to reach glory. It is the very process which creates the glory. Mm. Through travail comes birth. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day from sun up to sundown. We're being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory, an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what on is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen so 
is eternal. We know Twitter better than we know these verses. We know Instagram better than we know these verses. We know Facebook and Snapchat better than we know these verses. We know what the stock market is doing better than we know these verses. We know what our counselor says more than we know these verses. We know what our haters say more than we know these verses. We know what our critics say more than we know these verses. We know what Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson or somebody on NBR says more than we know these verses. And you can go get your new where you want to get your news but at the end of the day I am praying that all of us remember that we ultimately get our news from the scriptures right here and we are reminded that the sky isn't falling because our God is in control of the sky and no matter what comes my way I will not throw in the towel because God is good God is faithful he's going to get me through I might be crying I might be in the hospital but God I trust you no matter what comes my way this is the spirit of faith that you and I have running through our veins and it's not a faith in our faith it's a faith in God because through that death burial and resurrection of Jesus man we now have a firm foundation where we can stand We wanted to today take a moment and just pray over all of us. Everybody online, everybody in additional seating, everybody in the room. Just want to pray that this spirit of faith would rise up on the inside of us. Honey, would you go ahead and pray for us? Father God, I thank you for this beautiful church. I thank you for our family online, in the balcony, in the lobby, on the floor. And I thank you that in this moment, a spirit of faith is rising up on the inside of us. I thank you that we are borrowing faith from the people that went before us. I thank you that we're borrowing the faith from the people that are still standing. I thank you that we're borrowing faith for the people to our right and to our left. And I just ask that you would fill us up with a hope, with an endurance, with a peace, with a strength, with a grace. Would you go before us as we enter our week, as we go back to that doctor's appointment, would spirit of faith rise up on the inside of us? As we face what feels like a broken marriage, would a spirit of faith rise up on the inside of us? As we walk down the halls of our high school, of our middle schools, would a spirit of faith rise up on the inside of us? As we deal with roommate situations and drama and past trauma, would a spirit of faith rise on the inside of us? Would we fix our eyes upon you? Would our hope be rooted and grounded in you? Would we not quit? Would we not grow weary? But at the appointed time, we will. I prophesy over your marriage, you will reap a harvest. I prophesy over your school year, you will reap a harvest. I prophesy over your business, over your mindset, over your health, you will reap a harvest in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, can we clap our hands? Man, man, oh man, oh man. Celebrate this moment right here. Because some of us have faith. We're just being reminded of who we are in this moment. And listen, my friends, we're not saying we're not struggling. (laughs) We're not saying it's not hard. We're just saying we're not fixing our eyes on what is seen. We're fixing our eyes on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. May faith rise up in this church family in the name of Jesus. 
And may we be a source of light and strength to our generation, not for our glory, but to point people to Jesus. Y'all agree with us in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. Hey, every week, we like to pause and give a moment, an opportunity for people, whether they're online, in additional seating, or in the room, to get off of their own path and to get on the path where they're following Jesus. We recognize our need for a Savior, that we understand that apart from God, man, we're nothing. But the good news is because of what Jesus did for us, our lives can be changed from the inside out. And forever we can be put on a brand new path. Not just sins forgiven, which is powerful, but also enter into a life-giving relationship with God where he does not keep us how we are, but changes us into who he called us to be. I'm going to ask everyone to do me a favor in the room and uh, online. Bow your heads if you wouldn't mind for just a moment. In additional seating, bow your head for just a moment. If you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, you've never made him first, you've never made him number one, or at one point in time you did, you were following Jesus, but you slipped away and you've gone another direction. And today you're saying you don't want to be first in your life. You want Jesus to be first. You don't want to be number one. You want Jesus to be number one in your life. You don't want to be running your life. You want Jesus to be running your life. You want forgiveness of your sins, but also to surrender your life to his path and his way. If that is you, you've never given your heart to him at one point in time you did you slipped away on the count of three i just want you to do something simple but something bold i just want you to throw your hand in the air and say yes that's me ready one two three just throw your hand up in the air saying yep that's me that's me i want to give my heart i want to give my life to jesus i want to make him first come on raise your hand up high you're saying yes that's me i don't want to go my own way i want to go his way we got friends all over lifting their hands right now it's a moment of transformation a moment of a brand new start. I'm going to ask everyone to put your hand over your heart if you would not mind. And I want everyone to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Come on online. Come on in the room. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we lift our heads up, clap our hands with enthusiasm? Come on, church. We Not a golf clap. Come on, a clap like all of heaven is rejoicing because this is a moment of change and transformation.